Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving to the supermarket. It is Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. It's been a while since we've been in the car. Um, just had a couple of um, inter interpatch episodes that were recorded from the uh, from the the studio, as it were. Uh, but back in the car with you, driving around town. It's actually it's like really hot for like the first time in forever. So I apologize if you're hearing the air conditioning. Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, but it's also like 90 degrees, which as as someone who lives in Massachusetts, I am not used to, especially because it's only May. And usually we don't get this this kind of weather until like July. So uh, I'm, I'm a little un, unaccustomed to the uh, to the weather. And I'm actually part of my, my errands today is I'm going to buy new shorts because I haven't put on shorts since uh since the the temperature cooled down like six to eight months ago and uh the pandemic is kind of taking its toll so yeah <laughs> that's fun anyway um my rank is not re really where i want it to be right now i'm i'm kind of i'm i'm falling down into like the nine thousand range and 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 i think i'm i mean i'm okay with it mainly because i'm i know a lot of it is that i'm I'm trying to find a fourth deck for THL and which means that I've been experimenting. I locked in a class that I'm, I, I will say that I'm less comfortable with it. Um, but it was the strongest choice given what I was doing. Um, and I've been trying a bunch of decks in that class and it's, it's not been going well. And I think the problem is me, not the decks. Um, but in any event, right? So, and this, this happened to me again. This happened like last week or the week before with Rogue, where I kind of forced myself to learn Tempo Rogue, and that worked out, right? Like, I forced myself like two weeks ago to learn Secret Rogue because I, I just needed to have another deck in my repertoire. And I mean, that went well because that was the beginning of the month, and, and I went straight up to Legend with it. And then the following week, like, the, the nerfs happened, and it was clear that Secret Rogue was not going to be good against what I was targeting, so I learned Tempo Rogue, right? And and that worked out well, too. Um, this, less so. And I think that it's ultimately good for me, but my it, it is kind of frustrating when my rank is suffering because of it. Uh, there are things that I could do. I could ask people to practice with me. I could play in casual, but casual doesn't really help a lot, you know, because then people are really just trying off-the-wall things that I'm very unlikely to run into in a match, or on ladder for that matter. Um, so I'm just kind of taking my lumps, and, and this is something that I, I feel like maybe I just need to get better at, because I have this happen every month, right, where I will start off at a reasonable rank, I'll be able to stay there, and then I have to start learning stuff that I'm uncomfortable with and it takes me a pretty long time and I don't know if there's something and this is this is not even like a uh you know an advice segment or anything like I don't know that you're necessarily going to learn anything other than like something about me with with this um but like there's something there where I'm not learning the decks quickly enough like there's some there's probably which probably means that there's some sort of piece that I'm missing overall fundamentally um, that is is keeping me from getting there and I'm not quite sure what it is and maybe that's 
the the point where I need to like seek out coaching again to kind of help me get back on track with that. It was like, once I get comfortable with the deck, I'm good, right? Like I can usually, like if I don't get myself tilted, then I can usually, you know, climb back up and, and we've seen that. I've seen that, you know, it, at the end of last month um, and I saw that at the beginning of this month. And like, I have these streaks where I'm like, I see the matrix, but it's not consistent. Maybe it's an ADHD thing, I don't know. Like part of this is me just like, trying to talk this out to try to help myself figure it out and I, and I'm, I guess I'm not really getting any any closer to where I was but like and I think this is normal and I'm kind of sharing this also because it's easy to um, you know look at content creators and see them and, and a lot of people will post only when they're doing well right and nobody really tends to post when they're slumping so this is me posting when I'm slumping, right? Like I'm definitely been having a hard time over the past like two or three days. Like I can usually get like a slow climb with priests. Um, just, and, and part of that is just because like I'll run into stuff. Like I'll run into every mage that gets encountered slow on too. And, and the, the particular priest that I was running was very bad against that because it was relying on light shower elementals, which they seem to get, uh, you know, save the devolving missiles for and have like every time, which is fine, right? Like that's, that those matchups are going to happen. Um, but then I'm not able to get it back. I'm not able to be at that kind of a, of a win rate when I'm just like trying out other classes that I know are strong, but don't seem to be strong in my hands. Right. And, and, and a lot of that is learning. Like I had to jam a bunch of games with Tempo Rogue to get it. Um, and, and then once I got it, I was good. Right, like a lot of it is just feeling comfortable with the with the with the hands that you're dealt, and knowing like what order you want to do things in, and not having to think as much about what cards do you want to play, especially with something like Tempo Rogue, where or Miracle Rogue, I guess you could call it. Um, I hate calling it that because I assume Miracle involves Gadgetan Auctioneers, but whatever. Um, but you know, there there's a lot of uh, you know, what do I do with all these cards? Do I hold off? Do I not do anything? Like there, there are some, and, and when you are going off, you need to be able to play things quickly, um, which means you need to know all your options. Um, but even like with, with kind of curve stone decks, like I don't, it takes me too long to get to the point where I'm winning consistently with them, despite the decks being strong. So I know that the problem is not the deck. The problem is me. Um, so anyway, so that, that's a very long winded self-reflection moment, but um, you know, if you're, if you're not doing as well as it seems like everybody else is posting on, on social media or in discords or whatever, like it, it, people are, people are struggling and, and, you know, not everyone is doing well all the time and variance is a thing. And, and, you know, it's, as long as you're improving overall, then, you know, sometimes those, those valleys will come along with the peaks. All right. So Today I want to talk a little bit about the nerfs some more and like the meta that we're left with and you know how we should kind of expect these types of changes to uh, to be going forward right because I think that the this meta is frustrating for a lot of reasons and I think I want to talk about some of them but I, I may get into some of that too and maybe how we can reframe our minds and this again this is going to be a little bit of a catharsis for me and 
and and maybe this will kind of help you you know come to come to grips with whatever you're feeling and kind of get past that because I mean ultimately like the meta is the meta and if you're going to play and you're going to try to climb you're going to need to contend contend with the meta that we're up against and I don't think that this meta like and and you know we've had a number of discussions on this show and across other podcasts about whether metas are harder than others and I don't think that I don't I don't think that it's necessarily the case. I think that different metas have different um, different qualities, I guess, or different traits that can make them feel harder or not based on you know whatever your your strengths are as a player, right? Um, I, I, and ultimately, I think that a lot of people were frustrated because they're used to the way that, nerfs have been in the past and I, I think I I kind of talked about this a little bit in the last episode but I want to get a little bit deeper into it because I think that there the the way that the development team is making changes mid mid expansion is it's been kind of the same for a while but I don't think that people have really caught up to it necessarily and and I think that understanding what to expect from, you know, a, a change to the card set, right, is helpful to kind of reframe your mind, both in terms of how you should be, like, emotionally reacting, but also, like, what do I do in the, the you know, the couple of days between when a nerf is announced or when they say that balance changes are coming and when the balance changes actually come, like, what should I be doing to prepare? Right, so there, there are some practical things that you can take from that too, um, but I think a lot of it is just kind of understanding what are each of the types of changes intended to do um, will help a lot, right? And 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 it's going to go all the way from like rotation down to a small balance change. I think they all have different goals, and knowing what those goals are really should help get to a better state with what to expect. And if you know what to expect, you can kind of be a step ahead, right? So this is kind of to help you prepare a little bit, you know, in terms of your game sense as well as emotionally. So like we came off of a huge rotation and a new expansion and whatever. And, and like the goal of a, of a rotation and certainly, especially a rotation that was as significant of a shift as like rotating out classic and, and introducing the core set and, you know, everything else that goes along with it. Um, it, that is a hundred percent intended to be a tectonic shift to the meta, right? Like there should be a new meta at the end of that whole process. That is clearly the goal. I think that where, where a lot of expectation is coming from is that that the expectation of that result is kind of tied up in every change to the meta, whether it be a rotation or a new expansion or a mini set or even just a balance change. And, and I think that that is no longer the case, right? Like it used to be, right, that we would get balance changes maybe once in expansion, right? Like we would wait a while and sometimes we wouldn't get anything, but we would wait a while for them to make changes and it would be a big deal right like if you think about like back in the days of 
giggling inventor and how long that card was at five mana for some reason, right? We were, we, we had giggling inventor at five mana when it clearly should have been more expensive. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're, you're probably better off, right? Um, but we had like the, you know, the odd and even meta and because Baku and Gen were cards and, and giggling inventor came in and, and giggling inventor was overpowered. It was in a lot of decks that probably shouldn't have been in if it was properly costed. And it went for a long time before we got a change to that card. Um, and you know, that was in a day when we didn't have any of these, we, we didn't have events, um, you know, like even like, like doom in the tombs and whatever, I mean, such as it was, or rise of the mechs or whatever. We didn't have those mid, mid expansion events. Um, we didn't have, we certainly didn't have mini sets, right? Um, the, the, the concept of a mini set came around as at, in BlizzCon 2019 with Descent of Dragons, which was after, you know, two expansions of, of events that were intended to shake up the meta. Back then we had a four month, we, we expected to have a meta for four months and sometimes we would get a balance change at around the two month mark. And hopefully that was like nuking problematic decks into the ground and making a big change because that was the only tool that we had, right? That was the only way that you were changing the meta in between new expansions. It was rotation, it was new expansions, and it was a balance change that you hoped would basically just, you know, nuke a bunch of the popular decks that people would have to figure other stuff out. And that's not really the case anymore, right? Like, we know we have mini sets that are, and, and those are intended to shake up the meta. Now, how much they're going to is going to be, um, is going to be up for debate, though. We can see with, like, you know, with, with Dark Moon Races, that did have something of, a, of an effect, as did... Um, you know, Galakron's Awakening before it, right? Like you can see a pretty, uh, you know, a pre some pretty substantial changes and there were some powerful cards in those mini sets. Like Hysteria was a, was a mini set card, right? Um, like Envoy Rustwix was a, was a mini set card. So there, there are cards that see play and they do, they are intended to shake up the meta. Now they're probably not going to be as impactful as an expansion, but that's the intention of them. So now that we have that, that extra tool in the belt and we're not going for an extended amount of time with no, with no real planned meta changes, I think that the role of the balance change is not as drastic as it used to be. It's not a nuclear option anymore. And, and, and you can see that with a bunch of the, the changes that were made over the last couple of balance changes, and, and even just going back like the past year or so, right? Like most of the changes with maybe the exception of something like Turtle Mage, which was a deck that they didn't anticipate and certainly didn't want to be a thing. Like I think that was the exception that proves, proves the rule because Turtle Mage was just like a really, a really toxic play pattern. Or, uh, toxic is probably the wrong word, but it, it, was, it was a play pattern that they didn't really want to have as part of the game. Right, so that they had to nuke into the ground, but a lot of the other changes um, really haven't been quite as drastic, and they aren't intended to make the decks that are affected by the nerfs completely unplayable, or even make them like like tier three decks. Right, they're just trying to make them less unfair, and that being said. The expectation that these decks would just completely disappear 
um, is a little bit, it, you know, that that's that's kind of out of line with what we, with what's actually happening when the developers do try do choose to put in a balance change. So, like one of the th one of the um, you know the things that I saw like pretty soon after the balance changes, and I think people have mostly come around after this, right? Is that well, the meta didn't really change because the top classes at the top of the meta didn't change, and and I don't like to some extent that's true. Um, but at the at you know when you look at it beyond like a class level, right? Um, there were a lot of pretty big shifts, right? Like if you look within Paladin, like the kind of deck that um, that was probably like really most popular before was like the Agro Paladin that cut the secret package, right? And it was running uh, Nerubian eggs. It was running Cairn sometimes, and it was prim primarily revolving around getting a bunch of buffs onto a crab rider or some other sticky minion and then hitting you in the face with it a lot. It was running Breasting of Authority, it was running Blessing of Kings, and, and that deck is gone, right? Because giving uh, Crab Rider the Penflinger treatment basically just, just neutered that deck. It, when, when you can't rely on Crab Rider to draw removal and then be a two for one on any of your buffs, going that hard into buffs doesn't work anymore, right? So it did have an effect right? It, it, that said, Paladin as a class is extremely strong because Paladin got pushed really hard last year because if you remember like in, in Ashes of Outland, like pure Paladin was a meme, right? It just wasn't good enough. And then we got Penflinger eventually and then all of a sudden we had Liberum Paladin, and then and then Paladin was off to the races. But they'd been consistently giving Paladin more and more tools, and it just wasn't enough and wasn't enough and all, until all of a sudden it was. And then the core set came in, and the core set took away a lot of Paladin's other weak tools and gave them other strong tools, along with additional strong tools in the neutral set, right? Like like Mancrick and um, and Talon and stuff like that. And now all of a sudden, Paladin's powerhouse. And you can nuke one deck, but you're not nuking the whole class, right? And and some of the some of the decks that were addressed before, like Librum Paladin, well, okay, but now that everything else is at a lower power level, then Librum Paladin is better. And and ultimately, like a lot of the decks that were there, like the 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 nerf to Poundflinger was important for not giving Librum Paladin like extended reach but it wasn't enough to kill the deck entirely right and that's kind of the point like and and I, even on the last episode like i was kind of not super excited about the refreshing springwater nerf well it did have an effect on mage's win rate right like that that one turn does make a difference but you can watch Grandmasters and you can watch um, Boston like 3-0 uh, someone on stream with with Mage with with getting doubles and double encounters like at one one hand that was opening hand that was like double encounters flow and, and deck of lunacy and like you can say well nothing really changed well it did it's not as good as it used to be but it's still good right and and that's kind of what you don't you don't necessarily want for 
a strong deck to get nerfed into the ground, right? Like, if I was in love with Spellmage, let's say, I don't think I want it to be the case that as soon as it gets too strong, that in comes the ban hammer or the nerf hammer, and then it, it just like neuters it, and now that deck's not playable anymore. We don't want that, right? We want the deck to be playable, we just don't want it to be unfair. It is still kind of unfair, but it's it's a little bit less unfair in its current incarnation than it was when Refreshing Spring Water was for, right? So I think that, that's kind of the goal. And you can see, like, with the lighter touch that they had with some of these changes, like, should they have nerfed Incantage Flow? Probably. Would it have killed the deck? Probably. Um, would Mage have been better as a class if we're not playing that play pattern? It, who's to say? Very possibly. Um... But understanding what their goal is, is important to being able to anticipate what the meta is going to look like and to, um, and, and to have your, either from a competitive standpoint or just from an emotional standpoint, it's important to know like what you're expecting. What you're expecting from one of these balance changes going forward, I think, is that certain decks will be toned down to be fair, but they're not going to plummet from like tier one to tier four. Like they're probably taking it so that maybe it goes down a tier or maybe the other decks that were below it come up a tier, right? Um, and, and sometimes that's enough. Like, you could see, like, the buff to the to the 3 2, two drop in, in Death Rattle Demon Hunter, I don't actually think had anything to do with Death Rattle Demon Hunter suddenly being playable. I think it's just the idea that the rest of the, the top decks became a little bit worse, gave it the time to be able to develop and then come up with a game plan, right? And then you start, and, and also will kind of open up um, you know, the floodgates for some of the other experimentation. Uh, so that that's kind of what we should be expecting. I think that you're looking for the mini set to have uh, a medium-sized shift in the meta uh, and, and maybe bring in some new archetypes or make it so that you get some counters to the top decks. And, you know, obviously expansion, you would expect the meta to change fairly significantly. Um, but a balance change is really just about bringing the power levels even right? To smooth it out so that there's not one outlier in terms of power, and that there are fewer non-games like you had a lot with Mage. And I think from that perspective, the um, you know, the nerfs were pretty successful. So, I guess that being the case, right? And, and knowing that the nerfs did what they were supposed to do, and yet, the meta, it feels fairer but it doesn't feel particularly different, which I think is a fair criticism to make. And I and I, I don't even know if criticism is the right word because it seems like that's working as designed, right? And 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 Al, Alec has said as much, right? Like he said, like the the goal was to bring the prevalence of like aggro paladin and secret mage um, down a little bit, right? And and. If you do that, you know, nerfing priests to the point where it feels a little bit less punishing to play against. But that being said, I mean, even the mini set may not change things a ton, right? Like, it will introduce some new decks for sure. Like, I would be surprised if it doesn't. But, like, it doesn't mean that no minion mage is going away if that's something that tilts you, right? Or that. Paladin is going away. Paladin is almost certainly not going away. Like, they've nerfed Paladin twice now, 
and it just it just changes form a little bit and it keeps going right and and a lot of that is really just less because of the individual um cars that are that are problematic and more just like paladin got a ton of just a ton of stuff and wasn't good enough and wasn't good enough until all of a sudden you know liver and paladin happened and then it was so that's kind of hard to undo with one or two balance changes. Like the problem is not one thing with Paladin. The problem is that Paladin's been getting, you know, it, it, it kept getting juiced and juiced and juiced until it was strong enough. But then your know, rotation happened, everything else came up, and Paladin is um, is is benefiting from all of that and then some. So I think what's going to be beneficial if you're finding that this meta is unpleasant is to kind of reckon with that, right? Like to figure out what about it is unpleasant and what would you need to change, right? If it's, well, I really don't like playing against mage, then it's a matter of, well, what do I do with that? Right? Because mage is not going away, clearly. Like if they wanted mage to go away, they would have nerfed in Counterspell. It, it, that's just objectively, right? Like, if they wanted to nerf Mage into the ground, they could make him Canter's Flow 3 three mana, and then that would probably be the end of Mage. But they didn't do that, right? So they clearly want that, that deck to be an archetype, but not as overly consistent as it is. Which, which it's not. I mean, it is slightly, more, slightly less consistent. Um... So it's a matter of, am I playing things that are, that are, you know, are vulnerable to that? Do I need to change what I'm playing? Do I need to change my mindset and, and, you know, and, and accept that that's what it is. But, but I think that putting all of your hopes and dreams on a balance change to suddenly make a meta that doesn't feel fun, suddenly feel fun, I think is probably putting too much on the balance change at this point. Um, I, I think the balance change is there to make, you know, to, to reduce the polar, the polarization between decks effectively, right? Like, I don't think they're looking to get rid of anything. They're looking to make it so that you don't lose in the mulligan or you don't lose in deck selection rather. Um, and, and understanding that comes with a bit of freedom too, right? Cause like, if you understand that, then you can, you can, you know, steal your mind for it. Like if, if but if you are expecting that the balance changes are going to come in and we're going to have a whole brand new meta, then it, it's not happening, right? And then you're going to be even more disappointed than you were when you started. Um, you know, and, and it's just a matter of like, you know, figuring out how to find how to find fun in the meta, right? Like, is it learning a new deck? Because I mean, some of these decks are going to be with us for a while, even past the next expansion, right? Like, that's always the way that things happen. Like, they, they kind of take different forms, but learning some of these decks will be... Will be will be, um, you know, valuable for months to come, it, you know, assuming that you're, you're playing that long, right? Um, like learning Tempo Rogue is probably going to be worth your time. Learning Priest seems like it's going to be worth your time. Um, you know, learning Paladin absolutely seems like it's going to be worth your time, right? And, and sometimes going in with a learning mindset and accepting that you're going to lose kind of helps there. Uh, it, it can... It can still be frustrating, not going to lie, but it, it sometimes helps if you go in 
expecting that you're going in not knowing how to do something and you want to get better at it as opposed to like going in and then feeling like you're getting high rolled right like if if you there are always things that you can learn and accepting that and you know trying to review your games to figure out how you can get better is something that you know it's something that's worth doing all the time but certainly when you're you know in a learning stage sometimes you can improve with the meta sometimes there are some games that just aren't within your reach right like that's just gonna happen to like if you queue priest new warlock you're, you're probably not winning that game Let, let's be honest but there aren't as many of those right but this meta is such that and again i don't want to say that it's more difficult but one of the features of it is that it does punish mistakes very hard right like if you play there are there are some decks that just don't have comeback mechanisms that if you don't play around certain things or you you miss a damage then that gives your opponent the ability to find an answer that they wouldn't have found otherwise right so you know making sure that you're keeping up with your fundamentals can only help there um and and you know again playing when you're focused is something that happens too like i notice when i'm playing like after a long day of work i, I my my rank suffers for it more so now but in in general yes but even more so like lately just because of the way that this meta shakes out like if i am not playing mindfully i will pay for it and and sometimes it feels like you're getting high rolled but you're sometimes you're getting high rolled because you opened up that door by not playing optimally right and and so learning to play better and focusing on that rather than focusing on the decks you're queuing into could help there um or, or, you know, scale back your play until the next the next actual meta change, right? Maybe it's worth, you know, playing something else a little bit more and and scaling back your heart zone time until the mini set and you see how that goes, if you're really not enjoying it. Um, I think that's valid, too. Like, I don't think that, you know, heart zone doesn't have to be your primary game all the time, right? Like, even as a content creator, like, I found myself playing more TFT lately. And I really enjoy TFT. And, and having that as kind of a, you know, as something to fall back on is, is, is nice, right? Like, I don't have to grind ladder, you know, for several hours every day. Like, that's just something I don't need to do. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's something that you could look at how you're engaging with the game as well. Like, if you're engaging with the game as a default thing and then you're, you're doing it expecting that it's going to improve your mood because you're already struggling with things outside the game, as usual, that's not going to, that's, that's rarely going to happen. If anything, this is going to amplify any any negative feelings you're already having. Um, so yeah, just like you know, little things like ex re-examining your relationship with the game. If you're really feeling like, I, and I'm not saying that like you're unjustified in feeling like this meta is occasionally unfun because it can be, right? I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that it's going to get worse if you're not engaging with it in in a healthy way and a mindful way. So from a, from a practical standpoint, like when we're dealing with balance changes going forward, how do we, how do we approach these for the next ones, right? And I think the answer is that we need to change our assumptions of what the meta is going to look like after a balance change, um, especially like in the period where they say balance changes are coming, but we don't know what they are yet. Um, like like this, this balance change, we had about an hour to analyze the cards before the patch was live on the server um norm and, and but normally we get a couple of days notice that you know balance changes are a thing that are going to be coming 
without specifics. And I think the, the what we need to kind of expect from now on is that the meta is probably going to stay relatively the same. Like, it seems like the the move is, again, towards these lighter touches on, on decks to not remove them entirely, but just to make them less oppressive, right? And, and there are ways, and there are ways to do that. And, and that's been the choice that's been made a lot lately. And, and that's fine, right? Like, that's not a problem. I, there are some people who are, who will say, well, you know, they, they should have just, they should just nerf these things to the ground. I, I don't know that I agree with that necessarily, right? Like, I'm, I'm okay with them saying that these decks need to exist, but the power level needs to be toned down. It, it's, it's l less of a, the way that we've expected nerfs in the past and more like, this is how you tune like a, a, like a champion in League of Legends or something, right? Like where, okay, you're going to get like, you know, a half a second less attack speed here or whatever, just to bring it down in line with the rest of the power level, right? And that, that that's, that's good. Like we shouldn't, expect that a balance change is going to completely invalidate a fair amount of your collection, right? Especially the cards that you're not getting dust refunds for because they're not directly affected. Um, but, but it does mean that you, you know, the expectation that the meta is going to be completely different after a balance change, I, I don't think it's fair anymore. I think the expectation is that the meta will continue to be, um, you know, fairly consistent after the balance change with some shuffling of, of, you know, between tiers, right? Like, I don't expect that decks are going to go away as much as they're just going to maybe shuffle down to another, down to a tier and that other, other decks are going to pop up, which means that, um, you know, it's not necessarily a waste of time to invest in practicing these decks, even if it feels like they're going to be nerfed. Right. And it, and it does mean that, you know, uh, playing the decks that are next in line is probably, I mean, that's always kind of the, the approach, but I think more so knowing that the meta is going to be fairly similar after the fact, I think is still kind of the approach. Like you, you go and like, and there are some decks that you can retry. Like again, death rattle demon hunter is a, was a big one that benefited from these changes just because of the overall power level coming down and allowing it to have a spot. Right. Um, but I don't think that that's common. I mean, we didn't really see too much other than that come up, um, from like unplayability into, into a meta deck. So, you know, pro spending the, the same time with the, I don't think it, it, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't make sense to say, well, the meta is, the meta is just changing anyway. So I'm just going to throw up my hands, right? Like if you're practicing for a qualifier, or you're trying to play competitively or whatever, I think it's still worth putting the time in on the decks that remain because the meta is probably not going to change all that much. Yeah, with a mini set, things will be up in the air, but that's fine. That's different. Um, but with the balance change, I think we're expecting like the meta, the big meta shift should be once every two months when we get a new infusion of cards. And inside of that is going to be an attempt to keep the meta, you know, the decks that are in the meta playable but at a reasonably equal power level and you know whether you think that's a good thing or not is is you know up for debate but I think it changes the way that we 
put our expectations on the balance changes and how we prepare for them, um, you know, to be able to keep up with the meta as the meta shifts underneath them, underneath us. All right, so that's it for me. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. I know you have a lot of places where you can spend your podcast listening time, especially, you know, as we're, we're hopefully getting towards the end of this pandemic. And, um, you know, a lot of us have less of a commute than normal. Um, I appreciate you spending your listening time with me. Um, you know, as you can find the show notes, um, links for any episode at offcurve.com. Uh, that's also where you can find the Masters Tour dashboard, um, offcurve.com slash Masters Tour. Um, I've been tinkering with that a little bit today, cleaned up the, um, the, the card performance page uh, to kind of just demonstrate a little bit better how, um, how cards are performing against the overall archetype. So that's something you can check out. Uh, you can also uh, follow the show's account on Twitter at Wicked Good. Oh no, sorry, that's my that's my Twitter is at Wicked Good. The show's account is at Off Curve. Um, that's for new ep- announcements of new episodes and new features on the site. But if you want the the full Wicked Good Twitter, Twitter experience, that would be at Wicked Good. Um, I stream Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern um, at Twitch.tv/WickedGoodFM. I will also be casting day three of the Hearthstone, um, the DreamHack Community Clash global finals which will be on sunday may 30th i believe we're starting at around four eastern um that'll be on at uh, twitch.tv slash dreamhack underscore clash or just keep an eye on my on my uh twitter account and i'll have announcements there and um, you can also join the discord at discord.offcurve.com which is a lovely group of people um who are all you know kind of considerate and um and there's a lot of good discussion there if you are looking for some place to do that so um, thank you as always for listening and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.